0: The Carolina Hurricanes are traveling up to Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins for the second time this week. Find out all you need to know about that game in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Hey there, Kaniacs, and hey there, Penguins fans. I'm Jared Ellis, and I'm joined by Hunter from Locked on Penguins today, and we are back to preview yet another matchup between the Penguins and the Hurricanes. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: I know. Third time in not even a month that you know, the two teams are hooking up for a matchup. Second time in four days. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of tough matchups right now for the Penguins. Their schedule is very tough, but I'm you know, glad we can come together for another crossover. Jared, You know, the, the first two games I think have been true 50-50s mm-hmm. between these two teams. I think the Penguins, I, I thought they played a, a, a bit better in the second matchup compared to the first yeah. one when they got a point. And I think this game is going to be really good as well.
0: Yeah, I I expect the same uh, with this game as well. These teams are definitely evenly matched. Um, One thing with uh, going into this game, the Hurricanes, like you said, they're coming off of a win against the Rangers. uh, And the Hurricanes have now won six straight uh, with their win over the Devils. They have taken uh, first place in the Metro Division and are now, second in the NHL and the Penguins are again, no slouch either while they are third in the Metro Metro is super stacked right now. uh, The Penguins are eighth in the NHL. So this is a top 10 matchup in the NHL.
1: Yeah. And you know, this is a potential playoff preview, you know, Mm -hmm. sometime down in April or May. I um, mean, you know, the, the, I think every other Metropolitan Division team is hoping that this ends in regulation and that it doesn't go to overtime because yeah. I was doing the other day. It almost seems like the top five or six teams in the Metro just don't want to lose. You know, yeah, I, I was just joking that I think they're going to win every single Step game for the, the rest of the way and make this sweat. And, you know, I did see you guys had that big win against the New Jersey Devils who have now lost mm-hmm. six in a row. It turns out you do not win the Stanley Cup in November as some other people have liked to think that they did. But. You know, Jared, to talk talk to me about you know that game a little bit. You know, what have you seen um, from the Hurricanes in that game, and just you know during this hot stretch um, that has just you know made you more confident in them because you know they started out a little slow. They're mm-hmm. still dealing with a couple injuries, and I know um, Aho, I believe, has been mm-hmm. hurt. Uh, he mm-hmm. didn't play in the game on Sunday against the Penguins. But you know, what have you been seeing lately from this team that you know is just giving you more confidence?
0: Yeah. So since the last time you know we talked, uh, they've Kind of kick that losing streak. Uh, Ever since they got shut out by the Coyotes at home, I think it was like 3-0 or 4-0. They have not lost in regulation at home. Uh, And I want to say, actually, I think in general, they haven't Mm. lost in regulation, if I remember correctly. But that seemed to be really kicking the pants that they needed uh, to really get going. Uh, They're firing on... mm, almost all cylinders right now uh the one issue is still being special teams it has improved a bit uh since we last spoke which is good and the penguins definitely have and we'll talk about that later but everything is they seem to have gotten out of their own heads uh they're like all right you know we're winning games we we got this yeah and they're playing like a team that should be contending for the Stanley cup. Uh, and a big part of that is Piotr Kochekov. Uh, he is, has firmly planted himself in the Calder conversation. Uh, as of recording right now, he is second in the NHL in goals against. He is tied for third in save percentage and tied for first in shutouts. Uh, he has firmly planted himself in that conversation and, if it keeps up, maybe even Vesna conversation, because again, yeah, he's top three goalie in the league right now. And that has been a really big part of this. Uh, He is just playing so well. He's on a 10 game point streak himself. He's uh, tied the longest in franchise history. Uh, Cam Ward had uh, three of those uh, 10 game point streaks uh, back when he was playing here. And, I want to say he's crept into top five in the NHL history. I, I know it's 13 uh, was the longest uh, point streak. I know that. I just don't remember where exactly it was um, for him, but he's been a big part of that. Uh, the team has really rallied behind him, and he's basically forced them to keep playing him. Uh, nothing against Toronto at all. You know, when he – yeah, is in. Yeah, he has looked good—not great, but good. He definitely s- seems to be missing a step, kind of like Frederick Anderson was whenever he wasn't hurt. Uh, but he's forced himself into the number one goaltending spot uh, for the Hurricanes, and the team has rallied behind it. And whenever Freddie does come back, I think it's a situation similar to Detroit—they're uh, just rolling with three goalies because he's playing so good you can't send him back to chicago
1: no i mean i don't think you can i mean in the two games against the penguins this year he's played really well um mm-hmm. he was making some dynamite saves i thought <clears throat> on the sunday in the sunday game i think the goals that he allowed uh were not his fault and all the Raquel mm-hmm. goal was just a tip in front and then the McGinn shot was just a, a, a beautiful one timer mm-hmm. but I was going to ask, Jared, like if when, but you kind of answered, like when Freddie is ready to come back from his injury, just, you know, how do they divide up the goalie starts there? Um, It's going to be interesting. And then, you know, you have to think about who starts in the playoffs because I'm sure Carolina is going to get there. That's going to be a very interesting question. And I assume that, you know, Kojikov will be starting Mm -hmm. on Thursday and, you know, it's funny you talk about the goaltending being good there. You know, Tristan Jari continued um, his strong, Last four to five weeks with another win on Tuesday. He's 11-0-2 in his last 13 starts. Mm -hmm. Um, He's getting close to, I believe, tying the record that Marc-Andre Fleury has for the longest point streak among goalies in franchise history. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is giving this team a chance to win every night, playing like the goalie that, that we all saw last year when he was top 10 in goals, would above expected looking like a Vesna trophy candidate for much of the season before he kind of slacked off towards the end of the year. But over the last four to five weeks, he I think is showing I think a lot of the fans and especially the management group that, you know, you know, this is for real. And if he keeps this up, you know, he's a pending free agent. I think he could find himself getting a nice four to five year uh, term contract, a nice raise, maybe five, 5.5 mm-hmm. 5 million. I'm always a bit hesitant to pay goalies top dollar just because I kind of view it as a running back position in the NHL. You can kind of get average goaltending of uh, the NFL, excuse me. You can kind of go get average goaltending for pennies on the dollar. But right now he is showing that he is a, a true number one. And, you know, he was one of the biggest reasons why the Penguins came back and won that game on Tuesday to get back mm-hmm. into uh, the win column. So, you know, definitely, you know, it's c- kind of the same with, you know, the Penguins having a really good goalie playing right now, just like how Carolina is.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a goaltending battle for sure. Uh, I definitely see a very low-scoring game. I think you know we'll very much see, you know, kind of like last game of you know, between us, where the winner probably has like three goals and that's it. And that third very well could just be an empty net goal. Yeah. Um so I definitely see something like that. These teams are definitely on the up from the last time we spoke and you know you did mention playoffs as well i think that's a bit far out to kind of uh predict what is going to happen uh because it's months and months away but yeah uh whenever freddie comes back you know it'll obviously get his uh starts in there of course um you know he is you know technically the number one goalie here in Raleigh. Um, but Piotr is definitely, you know, gunning for that job for sure. Uh, and, you know, he heading into next season, Piotr is the only goalie under contract because he already signed his extension. And I think that, you know, how they'll divide them up whenever Freddie comes back, will be very interesting. I am not really sure how they're going to do that. Honestly, uh, I think, like I said, they'll probably pull a Detroit roll with three goalies um, until, you know, something happens, whether it be a trade or someone falters or hurt or, or whatever. Um, but playoffs, I think it's too far out right now to kind of predict that. Um, but with the way things are going, I would probably say it'd be, you know, Piotr's the guy. Uh, he looked great in the playoffs last year. So and he's just continuing to improve this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember watching that series against the Bruins when he was starting, um, like he started what, a couple games, if I, if I recall correctly, Jared, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. he was, he was solid uh, mm-hmm. in there. And I was almost, you know, I think he, I, I think Ronta got most of the series against yeah. the Rangers. Was yeah. that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I figured but. Theodore yeah. did try to fight Brad Marchand though.
1: I did remember seeing that. It's a. Tough customer over there, trying to go after. Oh, oh
0: yeah, he he doesn't take anything. Uh, you know, he he will for sure at some point in his career in the uh, NHL get in a goalie fight. If someone's willing to drop him with him, he's gonna be game for sure. I guarantee it.
1: He'll pull a Ron. He- he'll pull a Ron Hextall and go after someone like he did with Larry Brown with uh, <laughs> or, uh no Larry Brown. Yeah, with uh, the the Penguins. Um, that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh. But, you know, one thing that I have noticed um, for the Penguins since we last spoke is that their special teams have improved a lot since we last spoke. And we'll talk about that uh, right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, if you're wanting to place a bet on this game, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news and analysis. So get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball they've got you covered at betonline.net if you're a basketball fan if you're charlotte hornets fan i finally found my lucky hornet shirt so maybe they can uh turn a corner soon and get to double digit wins and of course if you're a hurricanes fan or a penguins fan they got you covered as well because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting info. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. bet online where the game starts. Now, when we last spoke, Connor, both teams were really struggling with special teams. They're both bottom of the league, power play especially. But since we uh, last spoke, both teams have improved. Uh, the Penguins, especially as of recording, the Penguins um, power play is currently sitting at 16th in the NHL at 22.9 percent, and their penalty kill is a third in the NHL at 84 um, percent. The Hurricanes power play is still towards the bottom. It has improved, you know, eye test wise and percentage wise it has gotten a bit better, but it's still bottom of the league uh, at 27th in the NHL at percent uh penalty kill has uh risen though it is at 14th in the NHL at 80.2 percent what has been a big catalyst behind the penguins especially uh special teams looking more
1: normal (laughs) Yeah, I think that's one way to say it. And before I do answer that, before I'm not, I don't want to get my head ripped off. I'm sorry I said Larry Brown. It is Robbie Brown that Ron Hextall went after. That would have, I would have been crucified and people probably would have stopped listening to the show. So uh, (laughs) that is embarrassing that I actually forgot Robbie Brown's name there. So I apologize about that. I'm having a case of the Mondays, but that I knew right away when I said it. I'm like, well, that's just not, that's not who it was. (laughs) Wrong Brown, but no, Robbie Brown. That's a, if you want to check that out, go on YouTube. It's hilarious. Mm Um, But as for your question about the special teams, um, nine straight games now with a power play goal Um, going into yesterday's game. That was the longest uh, streak that they've had since Dan Biles was the head coach in 2012, 2013. This is a Mm -hmm. new record in the Mike Sullivan era, but you know, you're starting to see it, excuse me. I wouldn't say take over games, but they're making Mm -hmm. their presence felt even in that game on Sunday against the hurricanes. I don't think the power play looked that good because the hurricanes penalty kill was pretty, pretty decent themselves, Mm -hmm. but they were still able to get a goal <clears throat> even though it was on the third or fourth attempt because you can't keep the Penguins off the score sheet forever if you keep giving them power plays. I really do think the zone entries have been a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to find that perfect play on the power play. They're just getting a lot of traffic in front of the net, ripping a bunch of shots from the slot area, and they're making <clears throat> you know it really tough on the opposition and especially wh- whichever goaltender is in net to see. And then eventually, of course, stop the puck on tuesday night for example so <clears throat> ricard raquel draws the penalty on keandre miller and the penguins at that point um they have nothing absolutely nothing the first 30 32 minutes sorry about that i don't know you're why can you get this call <clears throat> no but you're good my girlfriend has one too they have absolutely nothing but they get that power play and they're working the puck or around the perimeter a little bit and finally comes to Malkin. He has some space in front of them. Ricardo Raquel, beautiful screen in front of Shosturkin, and then Malkin just fires it to a space that Shosturkin can't see. And you know those are the kind of goals that they're scoring right now because again they're making it really difficult on the opposition. But everything about the unit is on another level right now, mm-hmm. and that that unit saved the Penguins last night. They scored two power play goals. You know they didn't really have much even strength before then, and they kind of took a Recipe of the Rangers uh, playoff success Mm -hmm. last year. And they applied it uh, to this game. I think for the penalty kill, um, the getting back Teddy Bluger about a month ago, I think it was just huge. You know, the PK was starting to show signs of turning around before he came back. But Mm -hmm. he just makes that unit so much better um, with his ability to clear the puck when other players can't. His ability to get into uh, shooting lanes. And just the overall impact that he has um, is nothing short of extraordinary. You know, this is a top five unit in the league now. They were taking the Rangers' lunch on their power play last night. I don't don't, really think the Rangers threatened that much on the power play Mm -hmm. at all. And I was saying it during the losing streak, you know, if they can just get some of these special teams and get the goals getting back on track, the rest will fall into place because their underlying metrics were really good. 5v5, they were crushing it. They Mm -hmm. were getting the finishing. They were just giving goals back on the penalty kill and they were not taking advantage of getting power plays. And of course they weren't getting saves. Now that that has turned around, you've seen it pay huge dividends. They've won eight out of nine. They've won 13 out of 16. Um, and all the reasons that I listed for getting those units back on track have just been huge for the penguins. And been it's, it's been really great to see.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, you know, it's definitely a slower road for the hurricanes uh, definitely in terms of their power play. Uh, but I forget which game it was, but the power play was absolutely abysmal and everyone in post-game was commenting on how bad it was. And that uh, was a turning point uh, for them there. And we have seen slow improvement. It, it has not turned around as quickly as Pittsburgh has, uh, but it's getting there. I do think whenever Sebastian Ajo gets back, um, I know he has been skating, uh, so hopefully he'll back be back soon i do feel whenever he comes back uh the hurricanes will see um a bit more of a jump in it uh in that game on sunday the pittsburgh went one for five on the power play and the hurricanes went zero for three and you know the hurricanes they definitely need one thing they need to do you know obviously their penalty kill has been really good for the most part they do need to get their penalties under control because it has seemed where they get a get a bit careless uh and a bit sloppy sometimes um and that has been a problem with the power play as well sometimes it feels a bit careless and a bit sloppy and they're just passing the puck around uh zone entry has definitely been bad at times gotten a bit better but uh still just hasn't been great uh but i think it's it's a problem i'd rather have now Uh, here in November. Now, God, it's about the end of December now. Oh, my God. Uh, But I'd rather be having this issue now than come playoff time, you know? Uh, I'd rather just like, you know, all their issues in general with the offense looking drier than some Thanksgiving turkeys that we saw on Twitter and Instagram. You know, I'd rather have those problems now than deal with them, you know, come March and April. I do feel it will – Continue to improve. It's just going to be a very slow and painful road for sure for the Hurricanes.
1: Yeah, and I do think the Penguins—they did pretty well against the Hurricanes power play on Sunday, from what I do Mm -hmm. recall. You know, you know, you kind of said it best. It looks like they were kind of just passing the puck around, didn't really testing Mm -hmm. Casey to Smith as much on the main advantage. But man, that penalty kill that you guys do have—it is Mm -hmm. a very good unit. I mean, I was watching them really frustrating the Penguins. In that Sunday mm-hmm. matchup, forcing them to the perimeter, making zone injuries, a living hell. Honestly, yeah. they just weren't able to get set up a lot, which is, you know, obviously the bread and butter for any power play. But especially for the Penguins, you know, when they're just kind of dumping the puck in, it's it's not working for them. So, yeah, um, I kind of noticed that the Hurricanes, they were just kind of stacking the blue line a little bit and just mm-hmm. daring the Penguins to come in. And, and, you know, it worked for the Penguins on one power play goal, but for the other ones, they just... Didn't get a lot of good chances, especially on that first one about what three to five minutes into that game. Mm-hmm. Nothing was doing there. They got another one late, later on in the first, nothing doing there. Um, you know, that that right there, if they were able to get a goal on one of those advantages, um, that could have set the tone for the rest of the game. But you know, that's definitely a matchup that I'm going to be really watching for this one on Thursday. Yes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Special teams is going to be a big one, uh, for sure. I think you know, when it comes to. Uh, the Hurricanes penalty kill, um, you know, it has high standards to live up to. I mean, obviously, you know, of recent memory over the past couple seasons, last year, especially being historically good. Um, you know, you look at your head coach, he was a fantastic defensive forward back when he was playing. You look at your captain, you know, great defensive forward. I mean, you know, it they've all over the past few years, they've always been a very uh stacked team in terms of uh defense offense not so much so that's going to be a really big uh sticking point you know with this game coming up of can the hurricanes you know take advantage of power play opportunities because gosh I, i forget what game it it was um you know in it was it was like a one nothing shutout um but the uh, game-winning goal was a power play goal it was the uh, game up in detroit Um, <clears throat> it was uh back on it it was uh brady shea's first ever power play goal uh he'd played like over 400 some odd games and never had a power play goal uh, but it was the game up in detroit on uh last tuesday on the 13th okay uh, power play it showed up and it was the difference maker. And we've seen that a lot, you know, with the hurricanes over the past uh, couple of weeks of power plays made a difference. And that's going to be important heading into this game. Cause it for sure is going to be uh, because the her- penguins pen- uh, power play has improved so much that they're going to have to, and the hurricanes uh, to prevent pe- the penguins getting power play opportunities. They got to clean it up and, you know, you know, not let uh the penguins draw so many penalties because, like you said, you give them so many opportunities, they're gonna take advantage of they gave them five last game, they really need to cut it back.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Hurricanes need to be a little more disciplined in that area, but um, there's still a lot more, I think, to get to in terms of this matchup, especially at even strength. Um, yep. if the penguins maybe have a problem with playing Carolina, but just because they've been struggling against them the last couple of years. Um, but before we do get to that. Did you know that driving high is actually considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where it is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you are wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. All right, we're back here on this special crossover of the Locked On Penguins and the Locked On Hurricanes podcast. I'm Hunter Hodes. That is Jared Ellis. So the two games that they've played this year so far, Jared, Penguins and Hurricanes, of course, I consider them to be toss-ups. They've been 50-50s. I think they've just gone the Hurricanes way. I think in the first one, Carolina was a bit more of the better team, although the Penguins came out firing in the first period. Carolina really stepped up after, towards the late stages of the first and into the second. Even in the third, Penguins caught a little bit of fire. They tied the game but lost in overtime on a fairly controversial non-call. And then the second game, thought the Penguins came out firing. Carolina then struck back. I thought Pittsburgh was a bit better in the third before Carolina was able to win the game courtesy of former Pittsburgh Penguin Jordan Stahl, who just terrorized um, <clears throat> Chad Ruedel on that play and then cleaned out Cindy Crosby four straight times in the face-off circle. That is very hard to do. Trust you, you, you know that just as well as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do you think the Hurricane just have an edge over the Penguins right now just because the Hur- they've actually won seven of their last nine against the Penguins, mm-hmm. or do you think it's just due to you know sometimes the games are just not going your way? I figured I would ask you about that.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, honestly, I think you know, like you said, especially these past couple of games, it just being toss ups, um, and you know, the Hurricane's just coming out on the winning end but i do think yeah you know, that the hurricanes um they've you know for so long had been the team that got bullied in the metro and now they have now they're the team that does the bullying uh so to speak uh figuratively not literally of course but uh you know they they know what to do uh to get these wins um their core uh, has experience now. Um, they they all have several years of experience under the belt. They played the Penguins many, many times. They know how to beat this team, and you know, that's just from the player aspect. You know, they you know, have stacked their roster really well for the most part, and then also some really good coaching as well. Uh, between you know, Rod Brindmore and Tim Gleason, you know, they they're a really well coached team. And when it comes you know, to practicing out on the ice, watching the film, whatever, you know, they're paying attention. They know how to beat the penguins. Now, um, you know, Jordan Saul is one of the best uh, guys in the face off circle in the NHL. Like he can hang with the best of them. Like you said, you know, cleaned out Sid- Sidney Crosby four times in a row. and, They're also feeling themselves uh, now. And like you said, they've won seven of their last nine against Pittsburgh. They're like, you know, we can do this. You know, look at that. We beat them seven of the last nine times we played them. You know, this isn't a game where, you know, you're like, oh, God, you know, like uh, back on Sunday uh, when the Panthers and Steelers were playing, it was definitely a game where I'm like, oh, God. Uh, you know, that, that ain't going to end well. Yeah. You know, that's how penguins and hurricanes used to be. It's not that way anymore. The hurricanes know how to beat this team.
1: Yeah. And I also do think it comes down to the hurricanes are a bit of a faster team than mm-hmm. the penguins. I think the penguins have struggled against age. <clears throat> yeah, you're, you're right. And they have struggled against some of the faster teams in the league this season. For example, you know, Montreal has actually had a decent start. Penguins have struggled to maintain their speed hurricanes i think it's been the same thing the maple leafs they lost two out of three against them i think they struggle with their speed you know and i think that just comes down to the penguins are the oldest team in the league but you know and they are by age um Mm -hmm. you know that was their bread and butter six years ago but you know that's just you know that's not them to a degree anymore they can still play that speed skill game Mm -hmm. it's just they can't do it as well as they used to so when you have a, a younger more refreshed, faster team like Carolina coming in, you know, it's it's not going to be the best time, I think, yeah. at times. But, you know, these, these two games have still been a lot of fun. But I want to ask you this for the third one. How do you think Carolina makes it three in a row against Pittsburgh this season? What do they need to do?
0: Power play. Like I said, I, I think, you know, five on five, you know, it's going to be a, a lot of what we've already seen. Yeah, you know, in, in this uh, game, it's, you know, going to be, you know, for the wrestling fans, you know, out there, like FTR and the Briscoes, there are three matches they had this year. You know, they're all phenomenal matches. Uh, It's going to be the same with this, you know, all these games, you know, could have gone either way. That's going to be the same with this one. There's going to be that one difference maker and that's going to be the power play for the hurricanes uh, or just special teams in general. I guess you could kind of lump it together because of the way the penguins uh, power play has been, but the hurricanes power play has really got to show up. Uh, because like I mentioned, you know, in that Detroit game, that was the difference maker. And it's going to be a difference maker here, uh, because these teams are so evenly matched. Uh, every, obviously every goal counts in every game. Uh, but a game like this, where, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, winning teams probably will have like three goals and one of them probably an empty net. Uh, Every goal counts, and the Hurricanes need to come up with a power play goal in this game. And for you, uh, for the Penguins, uh, what is it going to take for the Penguins to avoid the regular season sweep?
1: That's a great question. Um, Jordan, I do think actually they play one more time. Oh, they do, not the Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. I think they play down in Raleigh um, after the new year. I believe it's oh. January or February, if I'm not mistaken. So they they, they do have one more game. Against them. But um, I really think it comes down to, you know, weathering that storm, no pun intended, um, against the Hurricanes. Because, you know, they're going to be more refreshed for this one than they were for the Sunny one because the Hurricanes, they were coming off that win against the Dallas Stars. I'm not mistaken, it was against Dallas. Mm-hmm. So you would think, oh, back to back, the Penguins have the advantage. And they did, at least for the first half of the first period. They came out, led in shots, I believe it was 10 to 2. Hurricanes then mm-hmm. found their game. Credit to them. And they were able to win. But I do think it's for the Penguins, you know, they just, they have to weather that storm because Carolina is going to come out firing. They did that in the first matchup. They did that at times in the second matchup. And, you know, they're going to have to be ready for it. You know, the good part for the Penguins with this, um, this is at home. Penguins have been playing very well at home as of late. Five to six game winning streak for them. Tristan Jari has to be one of their best players yet. Again, Eleven zero 0 and 2 in his last 13 starts. He has been terrific. And I really do think a lot of the penguins' early season struggles were due to the special teams being met. And then Tristan just he was playing hurt. So mm-hmm. um I think I didn't I didn't think of it that much at the time, Jared. But Mm -hmm. now with the level that he's playing and how the team has really turned around, I definitely think that was a big reason why the team was struggling. So he has to be dynamite. I would very much expect him to start on this one. I do not think Casey DeSmith is going to get the start like he did on Sunday. And then, you know, special teams as well. I want to see the power play be a bit better um, than they were against the Hurricanes. Can they make it 10 games in a row? Will the star players be the star players? And then, you know, let's see if we can get some depth scoring. You know, at mm-hmm. times, the depth has not been that good this season. They're battling a couple injuries right now with Josh Archibald um, a bit banged up. Ryan Paling left Tuesday night's game with a lower body injury. If he can't go, um, rookie Drew O'Connor would slot in to line lineup. I want to see, you know, can they get some of that depth scoring in this one? You know, you know, former Carolina Hurricane Brock McGinn, he scored in that last one. Could he get one mm-hmm. in this? And, you know, what's the matchup against Jordan Stahl? He killed the Penguins in that game on Sunday in multiple ways. You know, is Sid going to get any revenge on him in the face-off circle? Is, you know, Trevor Weedle going to play a bit better defensively in his own zone against Jordan? You know, he made a huge difference in that game. And, again, I talked about this with Cat on Monday. I've seen him play like that so many times over the years. I'm just not surprised anymore because it's 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 Jordan. Mm. So, um, you know, those are the big keys that I'm looking out for in this one. And can the Penguins, you know, continue to play well against some of the team's best players in this case? Um Nicholas and
0: Stachnikov. Yeah, uh, definitely for, yeah, I agree with all that, honestly. And a lot of what you said goes for the Hurricanes as well. Uh, Depth scoring will be big. You know, you can't always rely on the big name guys to carry the load. Uh, One guy that you are going to have to look out for is Stefan Nason. You know, he's, you know, know, uh, came up, you know, from Chicago this year, getting another crack at the NHL, and he's really taking advantage of it. Uh, back when we were uh running eleven seven for a couple games, he was playing really well alongside who other than Jordan Stahl, uh and Jordan Martinick like there on that third line. And he's really he's been really freaking good this year. Uh he also scored a freaking penalty shot goal a while back too. Uh he's definitely gonna be a guy you're gonna have to look out for. And it, both teams, uh, to if they're to come away with the win, both teams are going to have to play full complete games um as uh jordan's been saying a lot this year no passengers you know everyone's got to be out there and pulling their load and doing their job and that's that's going to go for both teams but obviously more so the hurricanes because we want to come with the win win. we want to go up three nothing in the series this year you're right they do play again after the new year on january 14th uh down here in raleigh but uh final prediction for the game i'm going another uh three two hurricanes win i'll say you know that third goal is probably going to be an empty netter
1: a three two win with an empty netter jared yeah interesting okay
0: yeah. Uh, I'll uh, go so, with that. so
1: in, the, in that in that instance would the penguins then get another six on five goal to make it three two before time runs out No. Okay. Interesting. No. No.
0: no, Hurricanes just went in a three-two. Penguins uh, pulled a goalie, uh, probably Tristan Jari, uh, because he has uh, tied it two. Pretty getting pretty late into the third. Uh, And then just for you, I'll say Jordan Stahl gets the empty netter too.
1: (laughs) Sounds. That just sounds terrible. But hey, you know maybe Crystal Tang makes another miraculous play on the empty net. Um, as he did on Sunday when it easily could have been a 4-2 yeah. um final there. Um, I do think the penguins get a little bit of a revenge. I actually got the final score right for the Ranger game. So I'm fi- I'm flying pretty high in this one. I'm gonna go mm. I'm gonna actually go 4-2 Penguins with an empty net goal to seal it at the end, courtesy okay. of Jake Gensel. He is Mr. Empty Net on this team. I do think the penguins are able to show, I think the fan base. And the rest of some of the people around the league that they can beat this team, at least at home. And I do think they will get two crucial points in this one. And then of course the, uh, they will get the empty net at the end, courtesy of Jake,
0: but that's my. prediction. Yeah. yeah I, I will say over time would not surprise me in this game. You know, <clears> if, <throat> if our predictions are wrong, which let's be honest, they probably will be uh, <laughs> mine, especially uh, it, it'll probably be wrong. Uh, the score will probably be right, but you know, the other stuff probably wrong, but, Honestly, again, overtime would not surprise me with this game uh, at all Uh, because, again, these teams are so evenly matched, it wouldn't surprise me. And the Hurricanes have went to overtime a lot as of late, so it'd be pretty on brand, really.
1: Honestly, you're right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to overtime because a lot of Metro games have gone to overtime this season, Mm -hmm. so everyone just wants the three-point games. But I'm really looking forward to this one. It's a chance for the Penguins to get some revenge. They need to be able – um, to know how to beat this team because if they do make the playoffs, there's a good chance that they will see Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Even if they don't play them in round one, they, if they get to round two, like Carolina did last year, the Penguins would have played the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So um, they need to figure it out against this team in a very quick manner.
0: Yeah, they they really do um, if the Penguins are wanting to, again, make that push. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got to get through the game tomorrow. we got to get through the game in January and then just the re- rest of the regular season. But – Good luck to you. Um, in the meantime, make sure you're following Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at lo underscore hurricanes and myself on Twitter at jared ellis underscore ninety six. And Hunter, where can everyone find you?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at hunter hodes. The show's Twitter is at lo underscore penguins, and you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts: Apple, Spotify, you know, Amazon uh, Music with that's an ad free version for you. Then, of course, subscribe to the show on YouTube.
0: Yep, and again best of luck to you unless it's in fantasy football because you're still uh my most hated rival in that. But <laughs> he's mad me- that
1: I took the title from him last year, guys. Yes, I know.
0: Uh but <laughs> uh you guys have a great rest of your day and uh let's go canes and in Hunter's case I suppose uh let's go penguins. Let's go pens.